Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the podcast that lets you know all about the news and events happening in the Steel City this June. I'm Matt Turner of the Treehouse Board Game Cafe and this month I was joined once again by Jade Knox of Ember and Connor Clark of Boneloaf to talk about finding arcade machines and board games in the most unexpected places. We also start a plan to create a very poorly named but exciting map of gaming in the city and of course we keep you updated on all the best gaming events going on in and around Sheffield. Enjoy! But what I was going to ask, uh, where is the most unexpected place that you've played or found a really good game? In Sheffield, maybe, but you know, it could be nationwide. Um, have you ever been to a place and you've gone, oh my god, they've got a, they've got an arcade machine here and it's no. really cool. Or, oh, they've got a board game here, they've got like, oh my god, they've got this weird weird one from the early 1990s, Causes Curses. Because I'm looking for that, so I never go somewhere and then I'm surprised by it, I've always... Yeah, yeah way trying around. to go to that yeah, thing. Yeah, you've like, got to know if it's got something first. Yeah, like Retrodome and stuff. Mm-hmm, I guess it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. all arcades. Or um, Leeds Arcade Club and stuff like that. I'm going mm-hmm. because of it, mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than stumbling ac- upon it. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. weird. I bet, I bet loads, loads of people could answer this, but I guess I make a beeline for it because of the thing. We've always gone somewhere because yeah. they have that in in the uh, place yeah in sheffield it is because like sheffield you you kind of know the the places that you go to right well we do you know what they've got that's yeah, the thing is because you lived here well, yeah and that could be anyway there's not just games related stuff but if you just you know the pubs that you go to right because mm. i actually my probably the only answer i have from this is in a different country <laughs> but I, was, I was in budapest i was walking through like a little like um it was an arcade but not in the sense of a video game arcade but in like a little you know three-way shopping arcade kind of deal mm. and they just had a a, a Time Crisis 2 cabinet is one of my favourite arcade games of all time yeah. they had it there and I was like oh my god what is Time Crisis 2 doing here I need to go have a I need to have a play I need to give me a pound or whatever yeah what, what, I can't even remember what they use in Budapest <laughs> Hungarian oh what is it not Lyra I oh my like god I should know because of the stamps but I can't remember yeah anyway uh, I went up to it and I was like yes I'm going to play time, time Crisis 2 and it was the worst maintained arcade machine ever <laughs> like the triggers just didn't work one of them was the dual one you know you got your pink gun and your blue gun blue yeah. gun didn't work so you had to use pink gun um, and it was, it was oh and it was it was, it was, it was horrific because I always play at Robert, Robert Baxter who is blue gun um, I couldn't play as blue gun they have different routes they have different routes in the game um so I had to play that one and it was like not calibrated correctly so you had to shoot to the top right of everything for it to work. Um, <laughs> really frustrating. Um, oh. Well that's no but, good. Yeah, so that's not, that's not the best story because it wasn't about Sheffield. <laughs> not um, about Sheffield and it was a rubbish yeah. version of the game. Yeah, but it was kind of nice to see in that arcade machine there and I was like, oh man, I wonder where all the other arcade machines are in Budapest and mm. then um, was like googling arcades in Budapest and didn't really get anything. Um, couldn't find any places but they're definitely awesome there yeah. like 100% like you know probably is nowadays this was quite a few years ago there's probably yeah. actually dedicated arcades or gaming bars yeah they're a thing now mm. um, I I mean they used to on, on Shara Vale there used to be a bakery a, a bakery slash coffee place mm-hmm. that I can't even remember the name of now it's not even there anymore but it, I was so surprised when I went in for a coffee to find that they were just they just had GoldenEye set up. No way! Yeah, yeah I love just, that. Just in a little projector in the corner. There's just a little sofa and GoldenEye. 
very oh, cute. Oh, a projector as well. That's like the conscious gone out. Like we're not having this on the background. Like, yeah. No, this is. Like, yeah. They had like the GoldenEye and like Mario Kart and stuff. Just yes. And I'm I, I was really happy Got to appeal to the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was really happy. Yeah, the kids who the kids who played GoldenEye back in the day. You know, these kids really are buying enough kids. bread. <laughs> How do we get kids to buy more yeah, bread? Those, those young children <laughs> who played GoldenEye in 1997, like seven or whatever it came out. That's just one of the owners is like, I found my N64. Can I put it in the shop? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I was happy. It's the same thing. I was happy in in going to the Great Escape. Yeah. Uh, to see Mario Kart set up on a massive projector. I think it's a game that most people have played at some point, mm-hmm. even people who are too young for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... Can you be too young for Mario Kart? Well, not for Mario Kart, the series. No. That's kind of the point, right? Like, But yeah. Mario Kart 64 is the one that, like, I think is most cross-generational. Okay. I think... Um, mm. Like it somehow is has been like trotted out the most times mm-hmm. across across the most. I, I I guess maybe it's just a, gen- a generational thing of like the people who are making decisions remember it. Yeah, and therefore go and get an N sixty four because they're like we love sitting on a couch and having fun doing this thing so so will you Jinx's case was like oh get get his Mario Kart and they go oh well you know not Mario Kart 8 they asked for Mario Kart so I have to go back to the first Mario Kart <laughs> the, 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 the SNES what? I think it was yeah, it yeah, NES? Yeah. Yeah. Um, either way everyone had one weapon yeah I remember the, the computer like Donkey Kong would always throw bananas and the, <laughs> the computer Peach would always throw little mushrooms that made you small I, I only ever rented that I never, I never owned Mario Kart. Yeah, I've only ever played it as like a test to make sure my emulation's working correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I've never rented a game. Did you? Could you get? Could you rent from like Blockbuster and stuff? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was missing out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There, there was, that was like the treat day for us was going down to Barclay Precinct mm-hmm. um, on Ecclesall Road, mm-hmm. going to the Pizza Hut on the corner, which is now a KFC slash uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and getting you know the pizza bar or you can eat pizza hut stuff mm-hmm. because we were children and we didn't have taste buds um or had too many tastes i don't know how that works no taste as children but then we'd go after that we'd go you know ice cream factory get all your your, your all you can eat ice cream and then um go next door to the blockbuster pick up i don't know something that me and my brother would argue about for hours you actually never like back then we never know what was the best game what was the the hottest thing it was just you looked at whatever was on the box right and i was like that box looks wicked and your parents didn't know either so i remember picking up when i must have been six or seven years old i rented out doom for the snes Mm. i Um, I did that as well yeah and i was like you shouldn't be playing me play doom (laughs) (laughs) killing demons and stuff i was really too young for that i didn't pay it I, I, i was like i went off it as soon as the man's face got bloody Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was in me. Yeah. It, was, it was scary. <laughs> when I first played it, Doom was a horror game. Yeah. It's For not sure. now, but it, when I first played it. Is it not? It. Do you think I'd still be scared of it? I think maybe. You might. Of, the, of yeah. what? The original Doom? Dunno, maybe. The, yeah, I mean, you know what? The original Doom's like gone all the way back around now. It's got like, like a creep, creepypasta kind of yeah. right, like, okay. online artifact kind of deal where yeah. like this game's going to come out of the game. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, it's probably got this, that, that this, element to it now. That, that man's face still freaks me out. Like the fact Aww. that as as you get you take damage, his face gets more and more bloody, mm. and um, it that, just yeah, like yeah. the the it That's freaks the me out. Bar. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, I remember yeah, like N sixty four games as well. I remember renting out Gex sixty four 
Did you ever make any absolute honkers? Did you ever like rent something that was just terrible? Gex 64? <laughs> <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> it's it's terrible. It was <laughs> really bad. Blockbuster do some really cool stuff though. Like, um, so what you could do is you could like say you're a big Pokemon fan, and oh my god, look. Pokemon Snap is out, so I'm going to go rent that. You could then go and rent Pokemon Snap. When you play the game, it would save all your photos on the, the, the cartridge. Mm-hmm. You could then take the cartridge back to a Blockbuster, and they would have printing machines that you could Aww. print off the photos that you've mm-hmm. taken in Pokemon Snap. They did stuff like that. That is very cool. And also... Where was I? Where was I? <laughs> Where <into>? were you? <laughs> and also, because there was no memory cards mm-hmm. uh, with the, you know, the, the, the cartridges... Um, you'd also have everyone else's, uh, mm. like, uh, you know, you also have everyone else's kind of uh, snaps. Mm. So you 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 can start a new game, you can start <laughs> a new you start a new file, or you could go into theirs and have a look, have a little peek through someone else's photo oh, like album. I'll be looking. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've still my like literally there is my N sixty four right uh, next to us now, and uh, somewhere around it is um, my. Mario 64 it is a pre-owned copy but it was also it was from a blockbuster it was a blockbuster copy it was a rented copy that they had that has been everywhere so um, that you just did you buy it from them or did you just it it? bought it in the bargain rented it never took it back bought it in the bargain bin from from blockbuster and um, uh, I guess they were just done with it they were like they were not putting this on the shelf we'll sell it Mm -hmm. pre-owned dirt cheap as well they sold them cheap back then yeah um, and uh, it has like two it had two files on that had all the stars <gasps> just like someone's blitzed it in a weekend exactly someone I, either that or you know they messed about with it and, and, and cheated with it but like yeah, yeah. Um, it's a hard game I uh, so my, my story this um, a few years back I bought a copy of I think it was a, one of the old Gosh Pokemon games I think it might be the Game Boy Advance or like a Fire Red or Leaf Green or something mm-hmm. yeah. like that um, and put the cartridge into my Game Boy at the time and obviously this was pre-owned and didn't buy it. no this was only four or five years ago maybe um, and there was somebody else's save game on there and it was like do you want to make a new game or do you want to carry on playing as mm. Charlie or whatever mm. Charlie had over a hundred hours in this game they had a whole load of Pokemon they had wow. they named them all different names and Aww. everything like in the Pokedex and I was like I can't delete this person's no. name. Yeah. I can't do that. That's real. Yeah. Stuff that the memories that they have in there Aww. are real. That's somebody's real Pokemon and kind of a digital pets, digital attachments. Mm. Um, and it felt really, really weird deleting it because I did delete it in the end. <laughs> and then I played it for about 10 minutes and not put it back in since. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my story. Tom but and I were talking about um, cartridges. You know, and you could go on holiday and get like a million games in one. Yeah, we yeah. were just yeah. talking about that earlier, and I had a Pokemon trading card mm-hmm. game. And whenever you started a like little battle with someone, if I saved it and turned the the console off and then turned it back on, I would just win. Um, <gasps> I figure that out. I'd, 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 I don't know, but yeah. like I just kept doing it, and it took all of the fun out of it. But I still did it to the end. <laughs> you know, because it was just me, like me against the game, and I was yeah. like, well, I've I've worked out my method now. I might as well go for it. Did you? Uh... Going back to the arcade thing, did you go to any arcades when you were younger? Either in Sheffield or on holiday, out about? Um, what was your first arcade experience? I didn't, but I do remember a sort of family holiday to Greece, mm-hmm. and they had a track and field machine oh. next to the pool table. So I spent a lot of time on that, you know, just nice. smashing away. Are you good at track and field now? 
I'm okay. Yeah. So when I went to the retrodome, yeah. I saw it again. And I was like, ah, you know, it's sort of like knuckle crack. Like, let's, let's see if I'm still <laughs> mm-hmm. still amazing at this. What about you, Matt? Do you do you ever go to any any arcades in Sheffield as a kid? Or in Sheffield, um, we like the old old Meadow Hall um, yeah. uh, arcade. We we uh, went to a, a, like not a lot, but certainly yeah. a, a little bit. Um, <laughs> Was it a Sega one, right? It was a Sega. Is it a Sega one? Was it? Might have been. The old, the old Hollywood Bowl. It was one of the. Um... It might be pre Hollywood Bowl, to be honest. Oh, wow. So it was when Meadowhall first opened. The one near the cinema, inside Meadowhall, yes. rather than yeah. at the retail park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got you. It was Namco. It was Namco World. Uh, Namco yes. World. So the first, I think it was the first one opened in the UK when Meadowhall opened in the what, late eighties, early nineties, was yeah. it? Um, Namco moved in and had a, a, a like a fully specced out arcade like the ones you'd see in Japan right yeah um, and it, I think it was the first one in the UK then they opened one in London up a little bit later on mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was called Meadow Hall Namco World um, I don't know how long it lasted a few years mm-hmm. um, yeah those big ones tended to fold after a while the Sega one I remember in London being a big big deal yeah you know uh, and I this is <laughs> my knowledge about this comes from magazines that I had bought secondhand at car boot sales yep. uh, which was information about video games from five years ago so I was ten <laughs> years old reading this thing it, this was going on about 1995 mm-hmm. um, but like uh, when I was just learning to read you know it's, it's like um, but like I know that there was a big deal Sega Arcade in London mm-hmm. and I was like I wish I could go there not knowing that by the time I was reading it it was gone it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a bit sad <laughs> it's a, a bit sad but like that, that those were the days where you'd go to a car boot sale and you would pick up um, either you know Pokemon cards or like uh, stuff that people didn't want anymore that you were just like I'm obsessed with this this is a brand new thing to me yeah. um, uh, and, and one of those things would be like I didn't play any like Warhammer or anything and I still mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'd get the the White Dwarf magazines like uh, the sort cool of pictures on the front exactly right. just pictures of model guys with swords <laughs> and stuff yeah and like I like model guys with swords <laughs> and stuff give me and like um, I'd, I'd get piles of like uh, yeah video game magazines yeah. that like that had reviews from games that I still might play because I'm I'm going to car boot sales as the source of my my video mm. games um, so I still might get to play these games uh, they still exist to me you know um, uh, the the other place I like, I guess, arcade that I I remember spending time yep. was always on ferries to France. Oh really? Um, yeah, F- ferries. You know, they'll have one or two arcade machines. Not, or at least back in the day, they did. Yeah. They probably have like entire wings that are, are, are gambling in arcade and stuff now. But yeah. um, back in the day, we would make, you know, small. Uh, very very fleeting connections with other children at the uh, in on the on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they were French, and so we didn't even understand each other. But oh. we were gonna try and beat the Simpsons beat them up. Yeah. Oh, right? what a game to do as well. <laughs> exactly. We were gonna try. You couldn't do it solo. It was way no, too hard. It was way way too hard, and so we couldn't speak to these French children. Oh. But we were doing our best to try and to try and make our way through we didn't get we didn't we didn't complete it I, I, I have a similar experience so my like you know um, 
my initial kind of arcade experiences that mm. kind of probably forged the love of games that I have to this day was from uh, an arcade that wasn't an arcade. It was just like a family pub um, thing up in Mablethorpe. So whenever we went on to caravan holidays up in Mablethorpe, which yeah. is like north of Skegness, um, we're saying like caravan park and they had their own arcades, but this was like a pub slightly out of the caravan park. Um, and they just had a room where just all the parents, the parents would go and smoke because you smoked in the bar that then and sit mm. in one bar and then kick kids out into this other room that had actually a really amazing collection of arcade machines. And they were all 20p ago. Um, and I, I, we got to the last level of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Four of us had never met before, but it was just like, do you want an extra 20p? I've got an extra 20p. Like, get <laughs> in. We need you back in. Kind of deal. Yes. Like, doing that. They had, like, an original Outrun machine. It was, like, a stand-up one. It wasn't a, a, a cab one, but it was still great. Um, they had Robocop versus Terminator, which was the coolest thing ever. They had Bubble Bubble, which was a great game. Yes, it is. They had some absolute kind of classics, and it was all 20p ago. Um, and, yeah, I remember I searched it up to see if I could find... Like when on Google Maps, I was like, this was the caravan park. This is where I remember walking mm-hmm. to this arcade. Is it still there? And now it's just like a normal restaurant and it's all been totally taken over. I know it's so sad that it just, just doesn't exist anymore. Um, it, was, it wasn't a good business model. 20p won't get you anywhere no. anymore. No. <laughs> but great at the time. I definitely remember the idea of like, going back to the parents to get another like yeah. we've got we've got 30 seconds please can I have another 50p please can I have another 50p <laughs> we've got 30 seconds to press continue and then we'd like look across at the other the other kids like do you have any more money and they'd be like yeah <laughs> <laughs> love that see that's kind of that kind of that's the social experience of games that um, I think that, that allow, allowed a whole genres to kind of actually pop up and grow and still you know persist to this day whether it's kind of beat em ups or whether it's kind of fighting games as well yeah. I don't think fighting games would be a thing if you just played them at home in yeah. your room they were a thing because you would like go to an arcade a social space where you wouldn't yeah. know people you'd fight against them right mm-hmm. so yeah I want to see more of those which is why actually I've got a, a pitch for you both and I want you to help me out with Okay. Um, I want to do a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, we kind of know. We talk. We go on this podcast every every month. We talk about really cool gaming events that are happening at really cool gaming spaces, whether that's video games or board games, tabletop games, lots of stuff. Yeah. And we know the kind of you know the big places to go to, like the um, the, the 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 National Video Game Museum, Treehouse Board Game Cafe, Patriot Games, Meltdown, Extra Life. The, the, these kind of you know all the kind of big gaming venues that are there. Mm. But there are so many in Sheffield that I think are hidden away, that are in pubs that you wouldn't expect, yeah. or are where it's just slightly outside the city centre and something that we kind of miss because we we are relatively city centre focused and yeah. Sheffield's True, yeah. much much bigger than that. Um, so I want to ask for your help on what the hidden gems are. I want to create a big list. I want to put it all in a spreadsheet and you know I don't know track some sort of metadata of some kind. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what arcade machines does it have? And then I want to put it all on one big map that will then be stored on the Sheffield.games website. Mm. Um, so this is inspired by actually a map that um, I found a few years back, but it's really really cool. It's called um, well I I just searched like Google I just searched just Googled arcade map. UK or something yeah. and it's now the top listing but it wasn't for a long long time it's this random website called um, xeniusivanisher.com <laughs> right and it's basically <laughs> a community forum for rhythm game fans so like your Dance Dance Revolution your Beat Mania stuff like okay, that okay yeah yeah um, and like that is a big community in and of yeah, itself sure, yeah, yeah. like you know rivals the fighting game community and kind of size my people that love these games mm. um, and they uh, this this community basically have a huge interactive Google map 
of the entire world <laughs> and they've decided to kind of track every single rhythm game in the world that you can play that is in public yeah. and put them on this map so you can zoom right in to like right onto your street and see is there an arcade machine on my street no there's not but there is one like you know a few miles down the road or something mm. that's really smart isn't it it's so yeah. it's so cool and like on the on the, the the website itself there are four places in Sheffield that it lists it lists the National Video Game Museum it lists the two arcades up in Meadowhall from mm -hmm. Fun Station up next to the view that's relatively new only opened the last year or so um, but also the one in Hollywood Bowl that's obviously been there as long as Hollywood Bowl's been there yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's also got Lane 7 as well, yes. um, which you mentioned, Jade. It's a place that's got a bunch of arcade machines. Do you oh, know what yes. it's got? It's got, it's got loads of stuff there, but uh, honestly, I just went for the bowling, but I was... I, I did see it and I wanted to spend time there but um, I didn't get a chance unfortunately but it's very bright and very busy and it's it's very exciting down there oh let's check it out apparently according to this website they've got a dancing stage supernova and it's <laughs> £1.25 for one credit sure I don't know how. <laughs> I know they keep, they, they keep all that's, this information that's my favourite Oasis song actually <laughs> They've, got, they've also got Daytona Championship USA, uh, Storm Rider, and an Operation Ghost as well as Shooting Game. So like they've, they've stored all this information on this website, which is like a, a incredible resource. Yeah. If you're ever going on holiday and you're like, I want to, you know, find see what arcades there are in another random city, yeah, just go on this website. I am going on holiday. You, yeah, you are. You're <laughs> All right, hold up. Where's Estonia? I, I don't know if we're if we're into um, rhythm games though. Oh, it's got everything. It's okay. got more than that. Um, where, so much more than that. Yeah, where, yeah. where you'll find rhythm games, you'll probably find other games. As right. to be fair, where, where are you going? Tallinn. I'm going to Tallinn, yeah, and Helsinki. Oh yeah, they're, they're really nice and they're really close near each other, aren't they? It's only a small country. There's loads yeah. in Helsinki. According to this map, there is nothing in in Estonia. All right, fine. The entirety of Estonia. But there's, there there are sure uh, just... eight arcades in Helsinki. Okay. Um, all of them by the coast as well. There might so, just be no one checking in Estonia. Maybe I should check. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should you should uh, upload to this uh, data to this. Oh. I'll have this a look. place is called Bar Chaplin. It's got vir original Virtual Fighter, Bubble Bobble, Donkey Kong, uh, vers Doctor Mario Cabinet, Gallagher. This was wicked. Was, Eight bit tap room as well. It's got Street Fighter Two. I learned about Gallagher today because I was watching you know that program that flops with Dara O'Brien and that eight bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, but I was really enjoying it because I'm, not, I'm quite hungover. Yeah, so, but yeah, I'd, there were some games in there I'd never heard of before, including that Gallagher one. So maybe I'll go and have a look at it in real life now because uh, of this. I did actually go to check out the um, National Video Game Museum. We're doing a like a level up program where they're going. They're taking the museum out to various community spaces, mm -hmm. and um, they were doing it at the Moor Market last month. Yes. Um, so I went down to check it out. They were showcasing a gang beast that they took with them that they called Derek, I think. And they, Derek, um, Derek is not an official name for a gang beast. I'm going to say that, <laughs> make that clear. Um, but I'm happy if they want to call him Derek. He's very fine. You can call your um, gang beast whatever you want. Yeah, you can call your gang beast whatever you want, for sure. Um, but they did. They had Gallagher as a playable game there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to go in and just step up and set the high score. Admittedly, they'd only been open an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it may have, may have lost by the yeah. Well, see, I, I I tried asking, see, if I tried finding out, saying like, did my high school watch store there? <laughs> and uh, nobody could confirm nor deny. I don't think they want to make my ego any bigger. Yeah. So, <laughs> definitely I'm still there. Um, so yeah, so Gallagher's a great game. If you don't want to play some Gallagher, it's in Helsinki, but yeah. not in Estonia. Okay. Not in Tallinn. Thank you. I'd like to expand that idea, right? Yeah. Like, I think it would be nice to have a. Uh, a database of good pubs and stuff mm -hmm. that have a selection of board games. Okay. Uh, uh, 
So, yes, definitely. Yeah. But does something like having a Connect Four count? Hmm. Well, it's it's kind of like it would be good if the database had some information. But yeah, yeah. this is also tandem with really. I would like pubs to have better board games overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should, we should shame them. I was going to uh, say shame them into getting better games. <laughs> I don't know about shame, but like <laughs> maybe yeah, an yeah, initiative to encourage them to to have some interesting new ones. So Shame's shame. Were, shame was my word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shame was my word, not Matt Turner's word. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's like you know, as as fun as guess who is. Yeah, it is better if you don't use any concrete descriptors for yep. the people you're giving clues for like if you say this person uh, did this person go to university oh that's a good one like has this person committed a crime exactly yeah <laughs> is this person currently on a list uh, on- <laughs> would you you would date this person exactly oh, okay. so you you end up finding more about each other you never get it right almost never get it right but you end up finding about, out, out more about each other's assumptions yeah. over various things um, and that's a much better way to play Guess Who it is and it's actually in our at the treehouse it's in if you open Guess Who yeah um, on the underside of the box, uh, the, the lid mm-hmm. is, "Hey, have you tried abstract guess who? Um, here are the rules to it." Nice. Um, and uh, I think like stuff like that, mm-hmm. encouraging either bar staff or management to um, to have stuff that people can get into really quickly. Yep. Even the bar staff could teach people on the bar yep. how to do it. And I don't mind that I'm, 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 I'm getting myself out of a job here uh, <laughs> by encouraging more, more bar staff to be able to teach games. Uh, but the, the point being that, like, obviously bar staff are always busy. But every mm-hmm. now and again, you know, if people crack something out and you can go like, yeah, I know how to play that. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's huh? It would be just nice to be able to go to a pub and be and see a, a a load of pub friendly board games. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay. we, we we know we know the big places, um, like you know your your like I said, mentioned your treehouse. Yeah. Uh, but Jade, what what kind of what hidden gems do you think that we might be missing? Do you know of any pubs um, that you like? Do you, do you think would be a great place to play board games that currently don't have any? Oh gosh, I don't know. Where do I? I don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. (laughs) We can stop that as well. Uh, So there are other kind of hidden gems in Sheffield as well that uh, I think that we need to add to this. The ones that we don't talk about on this podcast probably enough. Mm. Places like um, Picture House Social. Mm -hmm. They've Mm -hmm. got obviously they've got their kind of what do we call it? The curling on tables, shuffleboard. That's it. Um, That and they've got a bunch of arcade cabinets right next to there that I think are set to free play. I should say. You don't even need to buy a drink. You can just walk in. Really? Yeah. Hey. Or get yourself a glass of water and then crack on. Um, you know, there are places like Hat. Church up in, up in Kellam Island. Um, sorry, picture social. Um, I was at the Industry Tap the other day, um, just on the back of... Um, it's where niche used to be is what yeah. I always say it's, it's, Mary, oh. it's, it's Mary Street it's the same street as um, Patriot yeah it might be it's, it's, very, it's yeah. an extension of that, that road isn't it it's very close to it behind the cafe yeah. they've, yeah. they've got a little more <laughs> combat cabinet that I think is actually um, so what I will say so we talk about what board games are obviously classified as proper board games for this map yeah. right what, what, what kind of boundaries we're setting what lines we're drawing mm. um, a lot of these places do have um, cabs that could be accurately described as Pandora's box cabinets. Ah, okay. So a Pandora's box, just for those that aren't aware, is a 
cabinet that basically has you mentioned your cartridges that have a thousand games on it yeah these are arcade cabinets that will have a thousand games on it oh so they're not branded like they so, won't have any branding no. on them no oh. no and they're often not kind of custom made to run a specific game Got you. they're very often windows pcs yeah sure. half, are... half of the, the cabs at um extra life are like this right where yeah. you can just um, you could they've got every game under the sun yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. so you can kind of you know um, play whatever um, so like Pandora's boxes they're, 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 they're fine they're fun you can play lots and lots of things on them um, oftentimes they're full of if, they, if you get a really good Pandora's box they're full of really good rip off games as well like games that oh. are you know Super Luigi Brothers what <laughs> sorry <laughs> sort of green on the front it's like ah, they can't go we can, we can get away with this um, <laughs> Keith and Son Plumbers yeah. so <laughs> So that's a Pandora's box, and there are you know there are lots okay. of places that if if you want and and if you you know say you you're you're a small pub you can fit an arcade machine in it would make sense to have something that has lots of different games because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know you want to come in maybe you're in the mood for some Final Fight maybe you're in the mood for some Bubble Bubble mm-hmm. maybe you're in the mood for some Gallagher it'll have all of them and you can just yeah. literally scroll through and put your pound coin in or whatever how much for it it's going to cost. Um, and then you can just have a go. And it might not be as lucrative as a fruit machine, but let me tell you, people are going to enjoy it a lot more. Yes, yeah. yes. It sets a much nicer vibe to a yeah. fruit machine. Um, I'm waiting for the day when the fruit machines have some sort of revival and they're cool again, but I hope it never happens. Mm. Um, that is my line, is that the you know there is a distinction between games and gaming yeah. Yeah. that a lot of people um, kind of sometimes miss and they think oh gaming is just gambling it's like well yes technically gaming is but these are games not gambling because it's not playing for money and stuff yeah. um, and then you've got like weird, ed- weird edge cases like Point Blank which can technically win money on but yeah. it's just a shooting game yeah the, the cut the rope stuff often yeah, you can get right. money on and it's like it feels a bit carnival gamey to me, and I, and I, maybe, I don't know maybe. if I trust it. Maybe. Okay, so like, there, there's going to be no hard and fast rule to this map, but yeah. if there are kind of games and stuff like that, then I think we should definitely add it to the database. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, let's yeah. yeah. do it. Um, cool. Is that, there's other places like that we have not talked about much, such as uh, Dead Space, which is the gaming area underneath Fire Pit Rocks. That's a bunch of stuff on down. Oh, okay. Um, that's just off West Street. I uh, uh, mentioned Lane 7 before. There is stuff like the two arcades up near Meadow Hall. There is the Super Retro Video Game Store just um, at the bottom of Chesterfield Road as well. Mm. Um, I know there's loads of places. I mean, I kind of, I kind of went into this thinking, oh, maybe I can write up the database and then talk about it on the podcast. And then as I did it and I started talking to people about it, they were like, oh, have you heard of this place? Have you tried this place? Yeah. And I'm like, nope. Like, you had no idea. <laughs> Wouldn't have even so guessed. So what you're saying is we need to go to a lot more pubs. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, no. Yeah. No. It's pub o'clock no. at the Sheffield Games <laughs> podcast. Or here's right. probably a more effective method of, mm-hmm. um, of, of canvassing this data. Mm-hmm. Listener, if you know of a pub that has mm-hmm. a game in it mm-hmm. that you like... How about you send us a message yep. or a tweet uh, or contact us in any of the ways that we'll list at the end of this podcast and um, we'll collate that mm-hmm. and put it onto the database. Free advertising. So that we don't <laughs> so that we don't die of alcohol poisoning. Yes. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're only getting a half, Jade. <laughs> We're only getting a half. Uh, yeah, no, that's. I think. I think this needs to be a community thing, and this probably needs to be a development thing as well. Yeah. So, if anybody is listening to this and knows of places that just that aren't necessarily games-related places, you know, if you want that games thing, like I said, you go out in search of it, yeah, um, and you'll find so many brilliant places in Sheffield. But there are also, you know, maybe you're on a night out, and oh, I'm three miles away from the centre of town. Um, is there anywhere I can play? a racing game right now or something I, don't know. I think it'd be quite fun to have that map let's Just have a look at it basically send us your games in unexpected places in Sheffield yeah if you didn't expect to find a game somewhere and you did find a game somewhere we want to know that. it's like Pokemon we're Pokemon hunting <laughs> we are but, but arcade machines in Sheffield we're going to gamify it all this information will be stored on publicly online on um, uh, sheffield.games slash games map mm-hmm. where I'm just going to have a map or sheffield.games slash map probably um, I've not decided the slug yet but <laughs> it'll be something like that um, and <laughs> if you want to send us photos <laughs> is it possible for us to put those onto the map oh yeah what I can, I can put it on the database whether it can yeah. I was just going to use a Google map so I don't know if you can do it on a Google map Jade you might have uh... <laughs> yeah um, I, do. I don't know if you're pulling in some widgets onto Squarespace I'm out uh, <laughs> I don't know okay. well yeah so uh, we're going to make this unexpected games map or not unexpected it's going to be an expected games map because it's going to be everything on there yeah. but I want it to be comprehensive or at least as comprehensive as we can because I think that would just be kind of it'd be way more um, useful valuable it's um, it's it's the Sumog, the Sheffield Sumog. unexpected map of games. Yeah, <laughs> unexpected mm. in nature and in content. Nobody was expecting us to get involved in this idea. Yeah. <laughs> We're in. Right, that's the Sumog. <laughs> <laughs> So, what is happening then in the month of June in Sheffield in related to games? There's a lot of uh, little events as well. Um, so, uh, if you are a card or board game fan, make your way down to Patriot on the 3rd of June for a Pokemon Paldea Evolved pre-release. On the 10th of June, they've got an Age of Sigmar uh, City Centre Showdown. That's That's a, it's, a, it's a tournament. It's a tournament. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's like the first... Uh, big Age of Sigmar tournament um, they've done uh, on on location at Patriot and oh, then you um, uh, abode yeah. and uh, 16 players can assign can sign up and uh, and play I think it's like a, it, it's not important you can go and look up the details if yeah. you're if you're an Age of Sigmar player but um, and you uh, fancy testing your metal a bit of a showdown yeah yeah, I like how they're calling it a showdown. Yeah. That's like a, this place ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> for the 16 of us. For the 16 of us, six ages of my players. little men. <laughs> yeah. um, if you are into Magic the Gathering on... And now, this is going to be actually a pretty big event, I think, because this is a very hotly anticipated release of Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, they're going to be spreading out over three days. So on the 16th, 17th, and 18th of June, Patriot are going to be running the Lord of the Rings pre-release for Magic the Gathering. Um, which is going to be mega. it's going to be a, hev- a heavy crossover uh, like they I did it with say. Dungeons and Dragons that was that was massive yeah um, and now they're crossing over with Lord of the Rings I, uh, I, I like I look forward to all the in jokes that uh, get put in those um, in, in, in on the bottom of those cards what are the odds that this is the event where they open the one ring card have you seen this no so magic, sorry so so, the, so um 
obviously there are really rare cards of Magic the Gathering, mm -hmm. right? Like, and these can go for kind of crazy money. You know, you've seen it with Pokemon cards, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. first edition Charizard goes for this much money. Um, and in Magic the Gathering, it's the Black Lotus is this crazy rare card. There's like okay. only 200 of them or something mm -hmm. that ever existed. For this Lord of the Rings release, they've decided to release a card that is called the One Ring. Right. And there's only going to be one of them. Oh boy. And it's going to, and like, I've been, think, I've been thinking about this and like, there's no way they can put this in a random booster and just mm. send it out into the public, right? Because somebody mm. won't know what the, the chances are, somebody won't know what the that That's it is. true. Yeah, or it know. sits on a shelf forever and nobody ever finds it. Yeah. So I'm wondering what are they going to do with it? Will it go mm. out on a pre-release somewhere? Will it be randomly assigned somewhere? Will is the owner or the creator of uh, Wizards of the Coast going to be like, "That's mine"? Yeah, yeah, uh, that might be the one. Like, you a, a, the, can you imagine the nephew of the person? Yeah. Like, my, my uncle works for Nintendo, and I got this one ring card, and it was like, "No, you didn't." And he's like, "Yeah, no, really, I'm the only one." And they're like, "Get stolen at school." Yeah, that's thinking about that. Like, if you it puts a quite a high price on it, doesn't it? Like, well, we, we, so there's so there's they, they took a precedent from the very recently um, a chap who um he loved Yu-Gi-Oh and unfortunately um, he was really ill a few years back and he his, his make a wish um wish was that he could have a Yu-Gi-Oh card made of him oh. and so they made a Yu-Gi-Oh card a one of a kind Yu-Gi-Oh card that very recently went on to market actually oh um and i think they paid about 300,000 for it 300,000 dollars for it but they were like that's low compared to what we expect the one ring card oh for sure to actually get this is silly. It's it's <laughs> it's golden ticket territory, isn't it? And yeah. it is, and it's like run home, Charlie. <laughs> like, yeah. if you get that. Leave your tournament immediately. I mean, just imagine. Like, <laughs> I, like I said, I I am I'm. I, there are thousands of questions about about this card. Um, I've not done too much research into it. Maybe they've explained what exactly what's going to happen with mm -hmm. it. But there is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's the possibility that this event at Patriot Games, you win the lottery, you get this one card, you're a millionaire. Um, 16th, 17th and 18th of June for that. Um, the week after that, on the 24th of June, um, they're going to be running, uh, Patriot going to be running an event called Steel City Insurrection, which is an Infinity UK satellite event. Um, so this is basically a two-day Infinity Wargaming event that will be capped at 70 players, so make sure you sign up beforehand. Um, and it's going to be the first one ever run in the north of England. I do not really know what an Infinity War game event is um, but it sounds like it's going to be a big deal because we're going to need to sign up to it in advance and we'll be the first one in the north of England um, maybe we just head down to see what's going on there. <laughs> just be like can you introduce me to what this is yes um, absolutely um, on the same day actually on the 24th of June Patriot is also going to be running free RPG day which is like free comic book day but for like small Aww, RPGs nice. um, so I think we go down for a free RPG day and kind of see what free RPGs they've got and also find out about this Infinity UK Wargaming event mm -hmm. I um I, I love free RPG day because it is um I've got a few like free RPG books uh, mm -hmm. upstairs in my little library. Um, they're always often they're kind of goofy. You know mm -hmm. these these you'll get a little booklet about the size maybe a little bigger but about the size of a comic, mm -hmm. and it will be a little module that you can just run uh I'm sorry. for your friends. Nice. So like um. Especially if you've had a D and D one or a Pathfinder one, um, we have those books at the Treehouse. Mm -hmm. Patriot have ones that you can probably, probably, uh, you know, ask to borrow or what have you. Um, like, it's possible that if it's just like, if there's a barrier to entry of like, I don't know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but you don't mind just sticking your neck out with a with a book that's just free 
like I'll just go and see what I can do with this mm -hmm. then it like it might be a, a good start another thing is it's free it's a piece of it's a, it's a like a document you can see how these things start to go together yeah yeah. you can start to see how um, this book tells you okay this person lives in this place mm -hmm. they um, they have this problem uh, and then it will start to describe the environment to you in the various modular ways that that, that it assumes that you'll inter your your players that you're running for will interact mm -hmm. with the environment. You can you can look at those. You can look through those because it, again, it's free. You can just take it home and um, it's just in, like added information and added context. Mm -hmm. And you can just sort of like either use it to supplement your own ideas that you're going to be uh, doing at home, or you can just use it to get a feel for what it's like to be. Uh, a GM, a game master, mm -hmm. to to see what what goes into those uh, yeah. in, into the process of running a game. See master. how sausage is made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in a way, even kind of yeah, in, in that small form factor, kind of allows you to do that. Another thing, if you are interested in seeing how the sausage is made for games, and you are interested in making your own game, on the tenth of June. Um, Gems will be happening again, which I mentioned last month, um, and it does happen every month. I think it's going to be the second Saturday of every month from now on. Um, and Gems is called Game Experience Makers Sheffield, and it's just kind of a very small, kind of chilled out um, collection of people that are interested in making games experiences in whatever way. Um, that happens at Higger. Uh, the cafe just on Pittsland Square uh, on the second Saturday of every month. Yeah, that's a lovely little space as well. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, we also have uh, down at Meltdown, the esports bar, um, down uh, Ponds Forge, mm -hmm. near Fitzland Square, very very close by. Um, we've got uh, there. What what I love was that we a few a few months ago we got very excited about mm -hmm. their uh, Japan World Cup Cinema Kaiba mm -hmm. um, uh, events that they were running for the first time, mm -hmm. and uh, the as far as we knew, the only time that they were going to run this thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it felt like the this like a very exciting um, uh, once in a lifetime chance, yeah. Uh, because it was going to be so much fun. These wacky races. It's like the Grand National with uh, uh, kind of unhinged uh, combinations of like mounts. It's like people dressed up as a horse. Oh, making it into like a pub night as well is like one of the most bonkers ideas. It was like <laughs> they never. Yeah, this is like really good idea, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's crazy. They'll never do it again, right? No, they're doing it regularly <laughs> now. So, um, it was so successful and so much fun. They've decided to, to put it on um, uh, regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, so this month is going to be on the 17th. Uh, probably see you there, to be honest. I might, I might uh, mm. pop down for that one. Um, I'm very excited for it. Uh, also, they've got beer pong events on the 26th and 30th. So if you are looking to indulge a, uh, <laughs> in a little bit of beer pong... Um, oh, they've got, like, prizes. They're going really... Like, this is like... no, Yeah, or... Oh, funny little beer pong no this is not that this Serious. is competitive mm. beer pong like you know um, be ready to hold your booze and <laughs> throw balls well <laughs> I mean yes but also even if you're going to lose you're yeah, going to get drunk fun. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also still a cheap way to get drunk if yeah. you're not that good exactly <laughs> if you're bad at it you get more drunk yeah. what, what's, to, what's to dislike about that so the Treehouse has got a bunch of events on and obviously Matt you kind of know about these so maybe yeah. you can kind of talk about them a bit more um, on the 11th of June um, on the, the, the unusually for this one this is actually the second Sunday in June you're going to be having the Treehouse quiz right? yes indeed yeah just due to um, the Treehouse quiz usually very popular I always suggest getting get tickets for your table uh, advance mm -hmm. in advance but in this case people are going to be looking for it on the first uh, Sunday of the month where yeah. it usually lives um, but actually it's going to be 
on the second because just because of uh, our quiz master Ben um, uh, has is is is, is away. Uh, and he's so, on holiday. Give him uh, a break. <laughs> likely um, doing important things uh, with music, yes. but um, uh, he is a genius when it comes to quizzes. Um, and uh, like the pub quiz format uh, is very creative with it. And um, oh, it's, it's next. It's next level pub quiz. It's I'm not just not just general knowledge trivia stuff. No, 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 no. No, leave is. that stuff at home. Come expecting the unexpected. Yeah, exactly. It is. Um, it is full of recent news, but seen yep. through a completely different lens. There is like only connect style link rounds between concepts, uh, linguistic stuff and cryptic clues and just all sorts of really cool brain teasy stuff that um, you don't have to be super, super smart to do, but like sometimes your brain just works right for a question mm-hmm. and it feels so good because everyone else is scratching their head going, I don't, I don't know. What does that even mean? And you're like, no, I don't know why I know this, but something made that link for me. It's Eureka on like another level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's um, that. And you wouldn't want a board game cafe, a dedicated board cafe, to have it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, on the 29th of June, um, you're going to be having an introductory <laughs> session for um, Warhammer. So you're going to be having a level one encounter session, right? Uh, so uh, those are two separate things on the same night, but they Ooh. are. Um, uh, we have the uh, welcome to, which is kind of our, our way of like uh, saying, hey. You know, we we all get it. Dungeons and Dragons is very popular, yep. but there are other role role playing games out there. Yep. Um, we are introducing people uh, this time to the Warhammer Fantasy role playing game, which is a Ooh, okay. um, a <laughs> brutal, a brutal role playing game. It's Warhammer. Um, it's yeah. yeah. So it is a game in which you know Dungeons and Dragons. You're playing heroes. You're um, you know you you are likely to overcome the odds and and that sort of thing. Um, uh, Warhammer Fantasy The world's going to kill you. Make sure yeah. you survive. <laughs> Warhammer Fantasy role playing is more like if you get a bad roll, um, uh, you're going to lose an arm. And you're going to not have that arm Damn. until your character dies. Um, and uh, then you better be ready to just have a new randomly generated character. Um, that and sounds it, kind of fun. That it, sounds like a, the Dark Souls of role-playing games. Yeah, it's that kind of level of, of, of brutal where you can afford to drive the character like you stole them. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, Don't worry about dying. Just yeah. go, yeah, go fully in, yeah. It doesn't matter if you die. It's it's all in the service of telling a good story. Do whatever you think they do, even if it's not the right choice. Because we all die eventually. <laughs> you know? It's starting to sound like me now. <laughs> uh, and then on the same night, we've got the level one encounters. Um, these are always really popular, but I always like to um, bring them up because I imagine... I don't know this for sure, mm-hmm. uh, but I imagine the majority of people who listen to this podcast are not experienced Dungeons and Dragons players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I talk about the game quite a lot, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I I have therefore feel I have a duty to tell people that there is this what I consider the perfect way to to have your first taste of the experience, which is the level one encounters. Um, so again, this is on the same same day. This is the 29th. Yep. Um, but we have them monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you book a ticket uh, and you turn up and you know that you're going to be at a table with 
other people who have never played the game before mm -hmm. and one person who's played a lot of the game and yeah. is paid <laughs> to be nice to you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, they are uh, going to be your experienced game master. They are your, they're your guide. They will teach you to play the game. Yes. It will be your first uh, adventure in the game and um, you're not expected to bring a damn thing but yourself. Nice, nice. One of those places where there's no stupid questions kind exactly. of thing. You can yeah. come in, you can ask anything you want about D&D. &D and, and you can yeah. ask the same question three times because you're overloaded with all the information. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It's okay. Awesome. And you're off somewhere else. So the treehouse is going outside of Sheffield. <gasps> Shock horror. Going on a trip. Yeah, where are you going to? Um, this, this, we're going this to Birmingham. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just going to you. No, we're going to UK Games Expo, which is a massive, um, uh, the, the biggest board games uh, expo in, in the UK. Yeah. Um, it is on from Friday the 2nd uh, to Sunday the 4th. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be there on the Friday. So I'm just going to be uh, just looking at all the exciting brand new board games that are going to be there. There are... Uh, tabletop role-playing games as well um there is playtesting stuff there mm -hmm. there is um it's just a wonderland of various events tournaments um like stuff that people just uh, meetups and all that sort of thing um so if anyone uh from the sheffield gaming community is going to uk games expo then look out for me on the friday yeah you're gonna get any swag when you're over there i hope so yeah i, I bring out some swag the my job there is gonna be to go and look for good games right cool. to, for, for the scouting. New, for the good the cool new thing yeah um but yeah i'm hoping to get some free stuff too <laughs> <laughs> nice awesome cool and there are probably lots of other um games events happening in sheffield in june we may have missed them just like our big map we may have missed some various bits there if we have please let us know about them um like i said either um via twitter tweet at us or send us a message over there um or you can reach us over on the sheffield.games website as well um yeah cool that's us i think yep. that's us all right cool jade if people want to kind of people listen to this podcast and want to hear more of you where can they find you um you can find me on twitter at the knox bear and that's that's it at the moment really yeah yeah all right matthew where can people find you i've never called you matthew before <laughs> it's, it's weird isn't it yeah um uh all sorts of places really uh, you can find me uh, on twitter at matt speaks words um obviously uh treehousesheffield.com to book a table at uh my work and you'll probably see me there mm -hmm. um or um you can go over and listen to my other podcast which is the life's a pitch podcast we pitch movies based on titles that our audience gives us um uh, for movies that will never get made um and you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast we're on spotify and all the places mm -hmm. um so that's if you want to hear a lot more of me there's like 400 and something episodes nice cool and uh, me, you can find me. Um, I do lots of stuff over at the Bone Life and Gang Beasts handles as well. Uh, if not, find me on Twitter um, at Chronicleon. Don't use it much, but I'm definitely responding to messages on there um, or on the uh, at Sheffield Gaming uh, Twitter account as well. And that's where to send all of your yes. uh, pictures and uh, tip-offs about uh, the unexpected games. Yes, we're building the map. Mm -hmm. Cool. TM. TM. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast. For more information on the Sheffield Games Collective, follow us over at Sheffield Gaming on Twitter, Sheffield Games on Instagram, and at our website, sheffield.games. Our incredible intro and outro were provided to us by Harley over at harleylikesmusic.com. Music.